Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Well, tonight, um, I'm not going to tell you a title. I'll do things a little different. Um, I want to share with you about something uh, tonight. I think it's just, it's very timely because I, I know that there's a lot of people that are dealing with the subject. I know it's timely because I've dealt with this subject. And um, it's also a season that we're, that we're in um, as well. But before I tell you the title, I'm actually, you, you'll, you'll actually hear the title in the middle of the message. I just want to share something with you. Um, the message tonight is going to be, uh, for some of you, a tough message. So I just want to warn you ahead of time, for some of you, it might be a tough message. Uh, for some of you, it might be an easy message. But do me a favor, just take a deep breath. Just go. going to be all right. Um, it's really not that bad. I'm just kidding. But um, what, what I'm going to talk about tonight can be like one of the most rewarding things um, that you could ever do, but could also be one of the most challenging things that you could ever do. And it usually starts right around your age, right around the time you're, you're you know, 13, 14, 15, and, you know, on into your, your early 20s is when it's the hardest, I find. Um, I'm not 30 yet, so maybe I'll look back and tell you one day. No, oh, it, it, it hurts when you're 32. I don't know. We'll see. But before we get started, I want to read a definition um, of a word. I'm not going to tell you the word until later, but I'm just going to read the definition and pay close attention to this definition, all right? Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry on through the rest of our night. So the definition is high respect or esteem. It's to hold a person with high regard. It's, it's a privilege to being associated with a specific person. It's to show reverence to, to show unearned or unmerited favor to, or to hold one with the utmost respect. Don't say it. Does anybody think you know what the tree, you don't count, you saw the notes. Anybody? A few people? Okay. So just with that in mind, I have a video I want to show you. Um, has anybody ever seen Shark Tank? before? Yeah, a few people. So I want to show you this video, and I'm going to stop it towards the end, and then I'm going to show you a little bit more of it. Some of you might have seen this before, um, but remember that definition as you watch this video. Hello, sharks. My name is Johnny Georges, and I'm the creator of the Tree TP water containment system. I'm asking for $150,000 for 20% of my company. Tree TP is water conservation and frost protection at its finest. Instead of using 25,000 gallons per tree per year, we're now only using 800 gallons per tree per year and doing a better job with a 30% increase in the growth of new trees and letting the farmer get his return on his money a whole lot faster. When good people come together, when good people come together, A noble cause, great things happen. And water conservation is what Tree TP is all about. Can you tell us how it works? The normal way it's been has been without any kind of containment. A farmer crank on his pumps and run them 10 hours, 12 hours. With the Tree TP, you contain the water around each tree in about 30 minutes. You're gonna have three inches of rain on this tree. And, and if I pull this Tree TP off, we're watering nine feet that way and nine feet that way. And 
It's just really wasting the water. About 10% gets to the tree. And nobody so, figured out a way to make a nozzle that shoots down towards the tree roots? Yes, sir, but you still get the wind diffusion from that. So I put an irrigation line on every tree. That's yes, what's happening. And right now, before the tree teepee, I was putting 25,000 gallons a year under that tree. Yes, sir. Now I buy the tree teepee. Yes, sir. I only put 800 gallons. Yes, sir. So I'm saving a lot of money in fuel, in, in fuel and water. Yeah, pumping well, it's not, pump, pumping the water to the tree costs me dollars electricity. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. electricity or fuel. And the water itself I got to pay for. Yes. No, you don't have to pay for the water in the state of Florida. In California, you do. But you're selling the tree teepee in California, right? But I'm only selling in a five-county area in the state of Florida. How much does it cost to make one? Two ninety-five. Two ninety-five? Yes. Sir. How many have you made, and how many have you sold, and what do you sell them for? Okay, I have made uh, one hundred twenty-seven thousand five hundred TPs. I'm selling them uh, to for an average for four fifty each. How much? Four dollars and fifty cents each. Okay. I make a dollar each. So you sir. sell direct to the farmer? Yes. Sir. So you don't have any distributors in there? No, sir. Johnny, do you have a patent on this? Yes, sir. I have a utility patent. How, how long does it usually last? One season? No, sir. We leave them on for five years. Yeah, that can stay on for five years? Yes, sir. These things last over 20 years. Okay. How long have they been on? What's the oldest one out there? 1984. Still out there. My father was an innovator in the irrigation world. We used to bank trees to make a long one short. What that means is we'd take a shovel before the freeze night and cover the trees up with dirt. After the freeze, we'd go pull them off. We were out in the grove, and I said, Dad, can we do something different? So he came up with a little bitty teepee we'd put on for that night and then pull it off the next day. So I look at him, and I go, let's make these things bigger, and we can leave them on year-round. Look at the water we could save. Well, in 1984, he looked at me and said, oh, you're crazy. Water's cheap, you know. Doesn't matter. That's changed. <laughs> that has changed a lot. Haven't any distributors come to you and said, we want to sell this or we want to distribute it for you? We can take it way outside of Florida? Well, have you not called on any of them? I haven't called on any of them. Do you know what your market is? Do you In know Florida, how many? I do, yes, ma'am. We have 42 nurseries, 19 are commercial, the rest are private with growers growing their own trees. And those are the only people you've sold to? Yes, sir. Just the people you've done irrigation Just the people with. I know. Wow. This last freeze, I go out to a grove, I put out five teepees. This woman gets out and she walks up to me and she says, you're trespassing in my grove. And I said, yes, Melvin, I'm trying to show you something that's getting ready to freeze. We have the best frost protection device on the market right here we could put on. And, and she says, you've got to go. I'm calling the police. And I said, yes, ma'am, here's my card. I'm sorry. You know, because these are farmers. This is their land. This is their livelihood. So a week later, I get a call from the same woman. Hey, Johnny, this is Mrs. I said, yes, ma'am. She says, I want to pay you for them five TPs. And I said, yes, ma'am. That's okay. Don't worry about it. She says, well, I want you to bring me 4,995 more. The only wow. five trees I got alive today. Wow. And my whole grove is these. Is there anything like this on the market? No, sir. There's no water containment system out there for the micro sprinklers. Why only five dollars? Why not charge twelve dollars? Ten or twelve or fifteen or twenty? Because I'm working with farmers, and they're buying. They're not buying one. They're buying twenty. So why not seven dollars? Ten thousand, sir. Even at ten thousand, right? Why not seven dollars? Well, I've never done that. I've always tried to be right. I make a dollar off each one. If I, I sold 7000 yesterday, I made seven dollars Johnny, you, you could see a partner that, let's say I was a big distributor of water irrigation systems, and I see this product and you show it to me, and you make it for $2.50 and you sell it for 5 right? I'm, I'm making it for two ninety-five. dollars yeah. I sell them for four fifty. Okay. 
So I can't get involved with you because there's not enough margin for me as a distributor. I need to be able to sell it for $12 at least so that I can make some profit and you can make some profit, right? Because I'm now we're, there's two of us, two mouths to feed. Yeah, but you're selling the farmers. Okay, I get it, but I'm exploring where your head's at, all right? Okay. That means that there's no room in it for a distributor that can really scale this up. Because you said every farmer should have it. Every farmer every, in America does Every it, tree that goes in the have, ground should have a tree. in order for that to happen, I need a lot of Johnnies. There's only one of you. I need, like... 2,000 Johnnies calling on farmers all across the land. Now, who's going to pay them, Johnny? Who's going to pay them? I'm out. Johnny? Yes, sir. Farmers are the cornerstone of America. There may be a lot of farmers out there that can't afford $12 per tree, but maybe they could afford $6 or $7. I'm going to give you everything you're asking for, your $150,000 for 20%. What you're doing is right, and you deserve the chance to make it big and do a lot of good. I'd like to be your partner, Johnny. I like everything you stand for, man, and Thank I you like partner. Your, everything. <laughs> I think that's a yes, JP. Yes, sir. Okay, man. Good for you. All right, All right. God bless America. Show that it Thank works. You. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Right, dude. Well done, partner. I'll be a good one, too. I love that you care about the farmer. So who who don't love Johnny? Like I love this guy. Um, man, you know I, I read that definition earlier, and um, this is the video that came to my mind uh, when I read the definition. I didn't intend to play this, but I thought, man, that's a long video. It's a lot to play for a, a message. Um, but I, I wanted you to see Johnny's character. I wanted you to see Johnny's character. That definition I read, high respect and esteem, to hold a person with high regard, the privilege of being associated with a specific person. Did you notice that he embodies that definition? Johnny, Johnny embodies the definition of the word that I'm going to get at. Did you notice how he showed respect when the sharks were just belittling him and they were, you know, he stumbled his lines, you know, stumbled in his lines at the beginning. Y'all notice that? How he didn't know like, what to say and Man, they looked down on this poor guy. But man, he kept respecting them. And he kept showing that definition to them. And um, did you notice like with the old lady, how he went and put the teepee around all her trees to save her trees? And she called the cops on him. And man, the, he gives them, like most people, I'm calling the cops, they run. <laughs> this dude shakes her hand and gives him his card and says, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. You know, and he, he understood why she'd have a problem with him being on her land. And, um, you know, another thing that, that caught my attention was he had compassion on people in the room, even when they weren't showing compassion towards him. And um, the video's not done. There's, there's one more part of the video, but I, I want you to see where the root of that, where the root of all that stuff started. It's all that, all that personality, that character you just saw, it started somewhere. Um, way before Shark Tank. And this is where I want you to see it. We work hard every day. I worked for that man for 20 years. I thank God that I got to work with that man. He's an innovator. He taught me everything I know. He was hard on us. 
that nobody owes you nothing. Life is what you make it. He taught me that. And he was a great man. He came from nothing. You're a star, Johnny. Man, yeah. congratulations. Thank Thank you. Star, dude. God bless you, Johnny. Thank you. Hello. So the man he was talking about was his dad. And um, sorry about those lights, guys. Hey, you got me? I'm, I'm on? Am I on? Y'all hear me? Okay, sorry. Yeah, the man he was talking about, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't hear me. That was loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, the man he was talking about, what is his dad? And um, man, I, I thought, wow, like everything that you saw in, his, in this guy's character, he just gave honor to his dad. That's the definition that I read you earlier is the word honor. And so it's hard for us to like when I read the definition honor or even when I would hear like honor your mother and father, it's we don't always have like a tangible thing to put that definition to. And I thought about this video and what he said, a, a part of the video kind of skipped out and we missed it. But a part of the video, he's, they, they said, hey, tell your dad he's a good man. And oh, he, he started to walk away and he turned around and he said, my dad died several years ago. And um, he said, well, he still is a good man. And that's where he started. And I wanted to read like what this guy just said about his dad, what he just said about his dad. He says, he made me who I am. We work hard every day. I worked for that man for 20 years. I thank God that I got to work for that man. He's an innovator. He taught me everything I know. He was hard on us. He said that nobody owes you anything. Life is what you make it. And he taught me that he was a great man. He came from nothing. That's honor. And, you know, the part that says he, he was hard on us. Man, a lot of times, like, being a parent being hard on us, it may not be in a healthy way. It may even be in an unhealthy way can lead us to dishonoring our parent. And so tonight I want to talk about honoring, honoring your parent. I want to start with two scriptures. Exodus 20, 12 says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. And Deuteronomy 5.16 adds something to that. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and mother as the Lord God has commanded you, so that you will live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you, that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you. And so before I continue and I go on, in this message, um, I know it can be a, a sensitive subject. I know that um, some people find some people have it easier. It's it's easier to honor some of some of your parents maybe than it is others. Some of you maybe you've dealt with just verbal abusive situations, or maybe you've dealt with other types of abusive situations. And I want you to know that I'm not belittling those things. But what I am saying is, you need to honor your father and your mother. And so tonight. Um, I want you to just, I want you to take a deep breath again. All right, I ran this by a few people, and it was tough just just bringing the message up. So that's why. Um, I want you to do something uh, before we keep going. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think with me. Okay. So if I see your eyes, that means they're not closed. So I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to just think about this. Okay, with your eyes closed. Let's take our time. I want you to think about your mom. Eyes closed. I want you to think about your mom. Just 
Wait a few seconds and just think about it. And now I want you to think about your dad. All right, open your eyes. Now don't, don't raise your hand or anything, but some of you felt positive emotions when I said, think about your mom. Some of you had, had good thoughts and like a, a positive thought when you thought about your mom. Some of you maybe had like a, a negative thought when you thought about your mom. Some of you had a positive thought when you thought about your dad. And some of you might have had a, a negative thought when you thought about your dad. So everybody's in a different spot on that spectrum. But here's one thing that everybody has in common. Everybody in this room, you've got this in common. You all, if your children were sitting in here, you would all want your kids to have a positive thought about you. If you're a guy, you'd want, if I, if I said that to your kids, you'd want your kid to say, man, I have a good thought about my dad. And if you're a girl, you'd say, man, I have a good thought about my mom. And what I want to tell you today is, you know, no parent ever starts off thinking, you know what, I want my kids to not have good thoughts about me. No, I, I don't want my kids to honor me. No parent starts off that way. They all start off desiring that. Does that make sense? Everybody still good? Okay. So um, how many of you have ever heard, and just show me your hands, maybe it was you that said this, but how many of you have ever heard someone say, man, I ain't never going to be like my dad, or I'm never going to be like my mom? Raise your hand. If, if not, you ain't been listening too much, because I heard that my whole life. And I said it my whole life, to be honest. All right, how about this side? Anybody? No? Eh, okay. Um, after you hear that, how many of you have ever seen the person that said that become just like their mom or just like their dad? Anybody? All right. Yeah, same here. It seems like more people that say that become that. Do you all notice that too? Okay, well, I have a secret. I used to say that all the time. And then one day I realized, oh my goodness, I'm just like my mom and my dad. I realized that. Has anybody ever had that realization that you're turning out, you know, there's some things, some characteristics that you've got going on that, man, um, there's a lot of solutions to that. And that could be a whole message in itself. But, but one of those things, one of the answers to that is honor. One of the answers to that is honor. So tonight, what I want to talk about is honor and, and mainly honoring your mother and your father. You know, there's something that I figured out, um, and I figured it out firsthand. It doesn't matter who I blame, it, it, you know, when it comes to honoring my mom and my dad. Or, and back, you know, when I was your age, when it came to honoring my mom and my dad, it didn't matter who I would blame. It was still hinged on me. It didn't matter. And that's the thing about honor. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You still have the decision and you still have the choice to honor your mother and your father. So tonight, I want to talk about just three things. One of them is going to be, how do you honor? How, how do you even do that? You know, what does that word mean? How do you do that? The other thing I want to talk about is, what are some consequences of dishonor? What does that look like? And what are some consequences? And then lastly, what are some benefits of honor? So how do you honor? What are some consequences? And what are some benefits? The first thing is, how do you honor? I understand that some situations are more difficult than others, but this applies across the board. This applies across the board. The first thing is you give thanks. 
You give thanks. Thank your parents. Thank your parents. I want to share this story with you. When I was preparing this message, man, I listened to a lot of different messages from other pastors on honoring your father and your mother. I read a lot of commentary on it. I prayed a lot about it. And you know what I learned is the Lord started to show me even now ways that I've dishonored my parents. And, you know, I got to be honest with you guys. The Lord wouldn't let me move forward in studying for this message until I called and made some of those things right. Some of those things that I've dishonored, even things that I've excused away. I had to call my parents. And it was stuff when I was 14 years old that I just, I just remembered, man. So I called my mom and I thanked her for some things. My mom grew up really, really poor. My parents were divorced and my mom didn't have a huge income, you know. And there were some things I never showed her honor on because of that. And so I called, spoke with her. It was a great conversation. And then I, I called my dad and I shared with him some things. And man, my dad just, for one of the few times, my dad, I, I've, I've really only seen my dad tear up or cry a few times. This was one of those few times. And he shared this story with me that I've never put in perspective. And sometimes when we shift our perspective, we can become more thankful. And so, again, one of the ways you honor your parents is by being thankful and thanking them for what they've already done that's honorable. And so the story he, he told me was this. My great-grandpa was a trapper. He, would, he, was, he was a crab trapper. So all he did was he lived down south you know, in Homa, and he would literally paddle. This is before they had this, – this tells you how long ago this was. This is before they had engines on small boats. The only engines they had on boats were bigger boats. And so he would have to paddle his pirogue for six to eight hours to get out to the Gulf. And that's where he would, he would pull up oysters or he would just trap crabs and stuff like that. So he would paddle six to eight hours. He'd work for four or five hours. And they had these little shacks all the way out there. And it was, it was called a man shack. And it was literally the size just for one man to lay down in. It would, if you could imagine a coffin, like length. And about this high. And so you literally, you'd open a door that's about three feet wide. You'd go in and you'd, you'd just lay down and you'd sleep for the night because you couldn't paddle all the way out and then come all the way back in and work. That'd be too much. So these guys would do that. That's what my grandpa did. And it was just enough to last two days. So he'd spend two days working, come home for two days. He would have just enough to sell some crabs, just to buy like flour and things to make bread with. And then keep the rest to eat. And he'd do that every two days, every two days, every two days. And man, he did that just to keep food on the table for his family. That's poor living right there. And then his son, which is my grandpa, he didn't really, obviously, he didn't, he didn't grow up in any money. So he went into the Marine Corps and he got out and he was a mechanic. And so he worked as a mechanic and just did the best. And, you know, the story goes, my dad started sweeping shavings in a machine shop, worked up from being a machinist, and he, he built a little bit better than what he saw in his dad. And, and his dad built a little bit better than what he saw in his dad. And I'm trying to do the same thing. But seeing that perspective, it made me think, wow, I'm so thankful for the small things in life. And it's crazy because in that conversation with my dad, he mentioned how he was so thankful for his dad. And on and on, you know, he ended up calling his dad and just thanking him for some of the things they had as a kid. And that started by showing honor. So one way to show honor is to be thankful. First Thessalonians 5.16 says, 
be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. So, you know, at the end of that, I would encourage you, ask your parents. If you have trouble honoring your parents, ask them about their parents and ask them about their parents' parents. Try to find out where they came from. And a lot of times you'll find that, man, they're, they're really doing their best. And there's really a lot to be thankful for. Really a lot to be thankful for. The second thing is give forgiveness. Give forgiveness. That's another way you can honor your parents. Um, I don't know about you, but like when I was probably six years old, I would argue with my friends. Me and my friends would debate with each other about whose dad is stronger or anybody do that in here? Like my dad could beat your dad up conversation. All right, Eric, Eric too. All right. So man, I did that all the time. You know, me and my friends would say my dad could run faster than your dad or my dad could. One time I was six years old, I legitimately tried to convince my friends my dad could juggle houses. I for real tried to do that. We're in a sandbox in my friend's backyard and one of my dad's I mean, one of my friends said his dad can juggle. We were doing a comparison. And I was so aggravated. I was losing the, the my dad's better than your dad debate. And so I just went for, I went for the gold. I said, my dad could juggle houses. And I don't think they, they, they believe me. But um, they were, obviously, that was smarter than me. So anyway, man, I went from that to being about 12 or 13 to where my dad got aggravating. And then I was about 15, 16. And then I started to realize, man, I'm smarter than my dad. Right. And then I turned to be about 20 years old. Real life hit. Bills started coming. And I realized, dang, this life thing ain't that easy. And all of a sudden, my dad was smart again. And same for my mom. But in that time of like 12 to 15, that that age range, man, I started to, to build up a lot of unforgiveness to my parents. And I built a lot of unforgiveness to them. And I think it was because you start to realize that your parents are people. They're not perfect. And so when they make mistakes, it's easy to be critical and it's easy to harbor unforgiveness because of some of their mistakes. And so I would say the best thing you can do in those situations when you realize that's happening, honor your parents by forgiving them. In Matthew six twelve, it says, and forgive us our sins just as we've forgiven those who have sinned against us. Right? We ask God to forgive us. We've got to learn to forgive our parents. You show them honor by forgiving them. And when I say forgive them, I don't mean forgive them with your mouth. Don't, please don't leave here and go say, hey, look, the other day when you told me to pick up my clothes, I was teed off at you. I forgive you, though. Don't do that. All right, <laughs> Pastor Brady said to come tell you, I forgive you. Please, don't do that, but do it with your heart. Do it with your actions. Don't hold bitterness and resentment towards your parents. That's dishonor, okay? Third way and final, final way to honor. These are simple, but I want them simple enough that you can implement. Third way is give them grace. Honor your parents by giving them grace. Um, you know, I've come to learn this firsthand and from observing. Your parents are trying. You know, one time I had this epiphany. Did you know that... When you're born, when I was born, our parents like didn't get an instruction manual with us. Did you know that? Like, man, I found that out one time. Like, like you don't just pop out, boop, and the doctor's like, oh, by the way, here's this book. Like, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen, right? So it's trial and error. 
And so you got to extend grace to your parents. Um, a lot of times when we see imperfections, we think, man, I, I wouldn't do that. You know, remember hearing those people who say, I'm never going to do this and I'll always do that. And well, it's easy to see imperfections. But, you know, another another quick story to kind of illustrate this point. You know, have you heard that phrase or that saying, the proof is in the pudding? Anybody ever heard that before? So anybody can be a critic. Anybody can can think they know a whole lot about something until they got to do it. One time, I think I was like 16 years old, and I was telling my dad something about his business and the way he should he should run a certain situation. And I was really arrogant and really cocky. And it was one morning, maybe like a, I don't know, like a Friday morning in the summer, I was working for him, and he just handed me the keys, and he's like, all right, I'll be back this afternoon, and left me in charge for the day. I didn't know what I was doing. Talk about a humbling situation. The next day, I gave him a whole lot more grace, and I closed my mouth, right? I learned, whoo, man, people were not too gracious with me when my dad stepped out that day. They were not too gracious with me. So because we didn't come with an instruction manual, remember, one day, you'll have a chance at being a parent. One day, you're going to be a parent. And if you don't extend grace right now, you might not receive the grace that you hope to one day. And I'll show you. In Galatians 6, 7, it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And ladies, a lady reaps what she sows. Just because it doesn't say that, don't mean it ain't true. All right? A man reaps what he sows. So do that. You know, give, give your parents grace. Forgive your parents. Show them honor by doing those things. The second thing I want to talk about is consequences of dishonor. Consequences of dishonor. So what, is the, what does dishonor look like and how does it play out? That's the, that's the question I want to answer. What does dishonor look like and how does that end up playing out in the future? Well, dishonor looks like several things I'll go into, but it plays out by dishonoring and disrespecting other authority in our lives and other people that we love. We learn how to honor or dishonor people that we love or authority in our life by how we practice early on. And I'm going to show you some examples. One of the consequences of dishonoring your authority as in your boss one day. So whenever you get a job, what are some consequences? How does this play out when you dishonor your boss? Um, Have you ever heard somebody say, like constantly say, man, my boss is just out to get me. Like they just, they just out to get me and ain't nothing I'm doing. They just out to get me. They just don't like me. And They get another job and they say the same thing about this boss. And they get another job and they say the same thing about this boss. And then pretty soon, it's like every boss is out to get them. Or they say, man, that guy's just not fair. Or that that lady's just not fair. My boss is just not fair. And they go from job to job to job. You You ever meet somebody like that? They're never wrong, right? How about somebody who's like they they're somewhere and they they just they don't get the promotion? But they complain all the time before that opportunity. Have you ever seen that? And sometimes there are other factors. Sometimes it's not dishonor. But one of the reasons and one of the major reasons that you see those things is dishonor. Somebody who's in authority, who is, dis- who is being dishonored, is not going not gonna to promote. He's not going to give favor to. And we'll see that in a little while. Another consequence of dishonor, dishonoring spiritual authority Have you ever met somebody who, man, they find fault and they nitpick every single pastor? I don't know if you can raise your hand if you did. I'm not going to 
So man, I, find, I have, I've met that. Before I was on staff, I met people like that. They find fault and they find a problem with every single pastor. That's, that's a consequence of dishonoring spiritual authority. How about, how about somebody, they, they hop from church to church. They never stay at a church. They hop from church to church. Usually, that's a rooted in dishonor. How about never growing personally or spiritually? You know, the reason that's one of the things that's rooted in dishonor. I have a good friend of mine, and, um, and he's, he's, he's a good friend. He's a friend of mine, and he'll admit this. He has a hard time having anybody speak into his life. If it's not all good all the time, he don't want to hear it. And man, he's, he's paying a lot of those consequences now. He's paying a lot of those consequences now because he's not growing and he's not maturing in his faith. Every time a spiritual leader or every time a pastor tries to speak into his life, he stiff arms them and moves on to somewhere else. So he can never receive the correction that he needs. And the other thing is when you don't submit to spiritual authority or you don't honor spiritual authority, man, a lot of times people miss out on the God-given purpose of their life. There's a guy, he's, he's from Homa, he's an, he's an older man. And when he found out I was in ministry, um, his whole demeanor changed. You know, I'm, I'm at the gas station and he's like, what do you do, young man? I said, man, I'm actually, I'm actually a pastor. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, I, I got called into ministry, too. I said, oh, wow. Awesome, man. What, what do you do? He said, well, I, you know, he started to tell me this, this long story. And this is what he told me. He says, man, you know, I got called to the nations when I was about your age. He said, I got called to, to be a pastor when I was about your age. And he's telling me this whole thing. I was like, well, whatever came about that? He said, well, he said, to be honest with you, and man, he had such an arrogance about him. He said, man, to be honest with you, every church I went, they was attacking my calling. I said, well, where, where are you going now? He said, well, I, he went to every church in Homa and every church in Thibodeau, and he could never find a church that didn't attack his calling. I don't believe that the Lord will raise people up in the spiritual authority to attack another man's spiritual calling. And so it's a shame because, man, he... He never got to go to the nations. He never got to get into ministry because he couldn't honor any of his spiritual authority. Another consequence of dishonor is, this is a simple one, but man, have you ever seen somebody who just have constant trouble with the law? Constant trouble with the law. I have, I have a friend of mine, man, they're always in trouble and it's, it's never their fault. They're getting tickets all the time. They're speeding all the time. They're getting a criminal record, been to jail a few times, and it's never their fault. They dishonor their authority. And then lastly, another consequence of dishonor is strained relationships, dishonoring your spouse. One day when you're married, if dishonor now might bleed into your marriage if you don't get that in check. You know, you see divorce usually is rooted in dishonor. Um, children learn. So once one day you're going to have kids. If you're dishonoring to your spouse, children learn how to be dishonorable. And then they grow up to be the same people saying, I'm never going to do what I see my parents do. And they've learned dishonor from watching dishonor. And so, you know, it's not always going to be easy to honor your boss. It's not always going to be easy to honor your pastor or your leaders. It's not. It's not always going to be easy to honor your governing authority. Um, sometimes I don't like the speed limit and I don't always, I always go the speed limit. I always go the speed limit. Um, it's not always going to be easy to honor your spouse, but it will always, always, always be worth honor. 
It will always be worth honor. Um, the third thing and the last thing is I wanted to just talk about a few brief benefits of honor. Just three things. The first benefit of honor, we read this scripture at the beginning, but I want to show you it's fulfilling your purpose. When you honor your mother and your father, it bleeds into the honor for the rest of your life. Those things I talked about, dishonor, when you can learn to honor the first relationships in your life, that's your mother and your father, then you learn how to honor all the rest of the authority and loved ones in your life. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So he's talking to Israel, and Israel, he's telling them, listen, if you will honor your mother and father, my will is that you go into this promised land and that you do well. If you'll honor your mother and father, you'll do well in the promised land. So everybody here has a promised land. Everybody here has a purpose. And so when you honor your mother and father, I believe you receive a grace from God, which is the next point. You receive a grace from God. So the very act of giving honor is humbling. Has anybody ever had to respect somebody or had to show somebody respect that you deep down didn't like? Raise your hand. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen's on that one. Yeah, me too. It's, it's sometimes that's the hardest thing, hardest thing in the world to do. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. But Pastor Brad, some of you might remember Pastor Brad. He told me something one time. He said, blessings always follow honor. And I believe this is why, because it's humbling. In James 4, 6, it says, but he gives us more grace. Um, that is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. The second to last thing is you find favor with others. You find favor with people when you honor them. Proverbs 13 says, good understanding wins favor. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. So we read right over that. Good understanding wins favor. Have you ever noticed a critical person never tries to understand somebody else? They're too quick to be critical about what they're doing. And so I want to delve into that. Good understanding requires humility. A person with a critical heart is dishonoring. But when somebody, rather than criticize, seeks to understand, they obtain honor and favor. They obtain honor and favor. And the fourth thing is you receive honor from other people. When you extend honor, you receive honor from other people. Earlier when you were watching Johnny on that video, I, I don't know about you, but like, man, when I saw that video, man, I could have ran up and just like gave Johnny a big old hug, man. Like at one point when he was messing up with his words, I wanted to just be like, Hey, man, dude, you got it. All right, you ready? Okay. And just go, man, I was rooting him on. It was like, oh, it was so awkward, but it was heartbroken for Johnny. And then when he was talking about that lady and how he, I was like, oh, dude, Johnny, you didn't, before he said he sold her 4995 I'm thinking, dude, I want to find this dude and send him the money for those five TPs. Like, I, I really appreciate him honoring this lady. Or whenever he talked about his dad, he Man, he said his dad was hard on him. I don't think he always had it like peaches and cream with his dad. I'm pretty sure he had some rough patches with his dad. And when he's giving his dad all this honor, my reaction was like, gosh, I wish I, I might write this dude a letter. And just tell him like, dude, I love you, man. You're an awesome guy. He, him honoring brought honor out of me. 
Him honoring just made me want to. Did you guys feel that too? Did you guys like Johnny? All right, good. Me too. Johnny's my boy. Yeah. All right. So honor, when you honor other people, they bring it out of you. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to stand up and we're going to close. We want to do one more thing together. I know tonight's been a little different. We'll do one more thing together. Earlier, I asked you to close your eyes and I asked you to think about your parents. And so I want to do that again. I want you to just I want you to just close your eyes right where you are. Just close your eyes right where you are. And I want you to, I'm just going to I'm just going to ask you think about your mom. Think about your mom. Think about your mom. Do you honor do you honor your mom? Do you honor your mom? you honor your mom think about your dad think about your dad do you honor your dad I still closed I want you to just take a deep breath when's the last time I asked you some questions when's the last time you told your mom or your dad thank you Something specific. Thank them for something specific. Ask yourself, when's the last time I thanked my mom or my dad? And then ask yourself, is there any any unforgiveness in my heart towards my mom and dad that I need to I need to release them? I'm not asking you to condone. I'm not asking you to condone. I'm asking you to forgive. And then ask yourself, finally, have you given grace to them? Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man or woman reaps what he or she sows. And so, right where you are, eyes still closed. I just want to ask you if I asked any of those questions. Eyes closed. Nobody looking around. I I want people to have the opportunity to be honest and not feel like people are looking. So while eyes are closed... If you find that maybe you haven't honored your mom or maybe you haven't honored your your dad, I want to just invite you to slip your hand up. I'm going to have my hand up. And I want want you to slip your hand up because it's humbling. And remember, one of the hardest things to do is humble ourselves in honor. And so just slip your hand up. I'm not going to ask you to come up here. Honestly, I just want you to humble yourself like I have to humble myself. Because I know what follows that is grace. So you can put your hands down. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me. This is the prayer I prayed when I was preparing this message. Jesus. Let's say it together. Jesus. We're going to start again. Let's say it together. Jesus. Please forgive me. For dishonoring my mom dishonoring my dad Lord I forgive them give me a thankful heart and let me be gracious towards my mom and dad God I want to make you proud and I honor you
I just want to pray a blessing over you. And while I'm praying, I want to ask if there's any leaders that, if you you don't mind coming to the front, if there's anybody in here that maybe you you need to chat about the message, maybe maybe you've got some questions, or maybe you want to pray about something that was said tonight in a message, or maybe the Holy Spirit ministered to you somehow through this message, or maybe through worship He was ministering to you. Whatever it is, I just want to invite you, please come up for prayer. And I want to pray over you as the leaders are coming up. Jesus, I just pray that you would bless every student, every person in this room. God, you said that you give more grace to the humble. And it's a humbling process to maintain honor. And we learn that. We learn how to honor by honoring our our father and honoring our mother. And we desire to obey that. Lord, I just pray that you would just extend your hand over all these students here tonight. God, I pray that as they humble themselves, that you would just flood them with grace, God. Empower them to be able to do the things you've called them to do this point in their life and to grow and prepare them to be equipped to do the things next in their life. God, I pray that you would keep them safe, keep them protected. Lord, I pray that you would bless them as they go. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. I pray. You're dismissed. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram.